Hey, what's going on? My name is Thomas, and welcome to The Thomas Show. I am joined by a dear friend, dear runner amigo, dear fellow filmmaker, Mr. Isaac Johnson. What's going on, brother? I can't believe we finally made it here. This is just such an honor. This is... This is an honor for you. Yeah, it's an honor for me to oh have you. Oh my gosh! So wow. you got you got the toad hat on, of course. Always. Um, we'll pull. We'll, well, I'll take a picture. I'll put it in the link in the you know the description box. We'll have them pull over because everyone. <laughs> it's once an episode. We got to have you pull, pull over. over right now, and we'll do it nice and early. So maybe you're still in your driveway, right? It's helpful if they're still close. You know, they can. If it's cold, you can go back inside and look at a picture. Mm-hmm. If your car isn't fully warmed up, why don't cars don't warm up? at all like it takes a good probably 10 minutes for my car to even oh my gosh yeah like my (laughs) the air conditioning is running all the way to school and then finally i get comfortable and then i pull into baker lot the air conditioning or the heat the heat the heat heat. yeah Yeah, so air conditioning i feel like you just crack open a window and you're good yeah sure. but when it's like negative 15 degrees out and you turn on the heat that thing's not going no that's such a first world problem. So my my house is probably five minutes away from school. Yours is a little bit longer. Yeah, I don't even get a sense of heat before I went to high school <laughs> last year. It was just, just like it was freezing from start to finish. Yeah, just but, not a great way to start the day. No, 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 especially at seven in the morning. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. So Isaac, you're a runner. Um, you run Orchard Park Cross Country. This was this was your final season, right? Yep. How'd it go? Give me the give me the details. Give me oh you don't have to give me the details. Give me a quick overview. You know how your season went, how you think the team did, and give me a little state of you know what Isaac's going to be doing in the future in terms of running. Let's see. So this season was uh it was definitely different than other seasons. We were missing out on a bunch of key players this year, mm-hmm. but um I, you can definitely tell uh, like a different vibe on the team. Uh, the girls team is on the rise. We got Marin Marin Bogolski who's yep. finishing. Top three in the section. Wow. Kate O'Rourke, who's also a senior, but was still right up there with yep. Marin all season. Uh, just unheard of. And it's I, I, I don't think it's going to get any worse next year. Um, we got a, a really young group of people. Uh, on the guy side of the team, all of our top five are returning mm-hmm. next season. Um, and so they're definitely going to make a run at the States. Um, me personally, I'd love to be a part of that. But uh, I think I'd be overstaying my welcome a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I finished uh, with a PR this season of 17.53. Nice. So well we done. Dropped about 10 seconds, or no, 20 bad. seconds on my Not bad. PR from last year. So, yeah. so the dynasty is growing. The future is bright. Um, so I get a lot of people, a lot of people ask me, you know, because I ran cross country. You know, I was captain. You were captain yep. this year. Um, so we got a little of that leadership blood running through. How people ask me all the time how they can get started, you know, going on a run, right? Because a lot of people, you know, they'll get tired going up a flight of stairs and they'll be like, you know, I'm I'm tired of this. I'm done. I don't wanna be out of breath going up two flights of stairs. I you know, it's just it's not sustainable. They don't feel good after, you know, feeling that way, you know, about themselves, right? Yeah. Um I would say just I mean, keep going up that flight of stairs and just building off of that. Like Getting out for you don't have to get out there and run three or four miles a day. Like mm-hmm. that seems incredibly daunting at first. When I first started out, I would do a mile a day yep. and just just getting out there is the first step. And then it just gets easier and easier. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a million excuses not to to just go out there and try, give it a shot. But like the benefits are are there if you just give it some time. And it's totally a lifelong sport, right? Um, 
So one of the things that I try and tell people is don't run for distance when you're first starting. Just run for time, right? If you can go out and run for five minutes without walking yeah, and then build that up to eight minutes and then build it up even further, right? Then you can be, you can be, you can be going hours. Yeah. Then you'll be doing a marathon. Yeah. yeah. And no, no, no problem at all. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of those, there was a huge fad. I feel like it was like early 2010, you know, the couch to 5k kind of thing. Right? Yeah. People would just, you know, they'd, they'd be, you know, the couch potato and then they would go out and run a 5k. Yeah. And a lot of those programs were based around running for time, not running for distance, you know, running for distance towards the end of your training, but trying to run for the 10 minutes, the 15 minutes, the 20 minutes, and then, you know, eventually for a 5K. Um, so I think that's one something that people should, you know, look into if they want to get started running. And then um, what pair of running shoes do you do you run in? What's your preference? Yeah. It's definitely I, personal preference, oh right? Oh, my gosh, definitely. Uh, I am like sworn to this one brand of shoe which is brooks uh mm-hmm. i run with the brooks ghost series uh i've been i've had the same model shoe the brooks ghost for like eight years now yeah it was my first shoe in modified and i've just rode the wave out into this year and it's just a great company and it hasn't failed you no yeah never. yep yep i am i'm a mizuno i run in mizuno's like like some of the pals on the team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really just about finding what kind of shoe like, fits to your foot, right? Yeah. You know, everyone's got a different, little bit, little bit of a different arch. Yeah, right? whenever you try and, like, change that shoe, too. Just, yep. like, I, I always find myself just, like, hurting the next day. Totally, totally. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, they're, they're going to go out and they're going to run and, you know, I don't know, a bad pair of Nikes that aren't meant for running, right? Nike, Nike's got great running shoes, sure. right? If you, if they, if that's your kind of foot, you know, Nike is a little bit of a narrow, more of a narrow sole, mm-hmm. right? If that's your kind of shoe, um, then, you know, it's, it's gonna be fine. But if you're going out and running in shoes that aren't made for running, you're going to be hurt the next day, no matter what. Yeah. And that's going to kind of deter you from going back out again. My, my brother, when I first started running, he took me out to runner's roost and he would blindfold me mm-hmm. just so that I like couldn't see any colors on the shoes or anything. Mm-hmm. And we would try on like eight or nine pairs and then uh, like one on the left foot, one on the right foot, walk around, run around, yep. see which one was more comfortable. Yep. And we just go off that. My first pair of running shoes was a women's pair. They were pink and purple. Like it, it just, it doesn't matter like what the shoe looks like. It's, totally. It's totally just to try and help you. And as much as I love shoes and I love, you know, the shoe culture and, you know, how kicks look on your feet, running is completely different. Yeah. Like, you know, styles kind of basically all out the window, right? Yeah. I mean, Nike's got nicer looking pairs of shoes, and I love running in, um, you know, my race shoes. We, we would wear spikes for cross country, and I would, rare, I would wear a, you know, a super light Nike racing shoe, which was, it was a lot of fun to wear um, that light of a shoe. Like, you really, you don't believe how light kind of racing shoes are until you pick one up, mm-hmm. and... It's, I mean, it, it's like, if you've ever, the thing I, I resemble um, it closely to is like, like crispy chicken, like the skin of crispy chicken that you fry or something or turkey or, right? That's kind of what yeah. it feels like. And you can shine a light through it. Yeah. And I mean, those things just get destroyed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. So muddy. The courses are just... They're a train wreck by the time I was racing. Yeah. So at ECICs this year, we we raced in some of the worst conditions I, I've ever been in. Um, the the puddles were up to your 
up to your knees mm-hmm. in some places. It was just like it was you were swimming for half the race. Wow. Um. So I was ranked at that coming into ECI season number number eight, and you know that the top seven run at sectionals. Yep. So um, and I I'm a pretty big guy in terms of runners. Most yeah. of these kids like Andrew Blake and Caleb weigh eight pounds and are just ice skating over these puddles. Yeah, and those are the triplets on the cross country team. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so I only needed to beat one person, either Andrew or Jason or Blake, to get into that top seven. Mm-hmm. And I was just terrible, go- like miserable going in that race because that's just not my forte at all. Totally. Um, I was behind for the entire race by like 100 meters. And with that final stretch to go up, up yep. the hill, I saw Jason. Um, and I was like, oh, my gosh, wait, you can catch him. And so mm-hmm. I just started kicking. And there's this awesome picture of uh this kid jamie sullivan he's from west seneca east uh he's missing a shoe and i'm just like total like race face going i got mud splatters splattered all over my face and i passed jason raced at sectionals it was a great way to some of those pictures you get from cross country meets are really pretty insane yeah right um the mud flying in the air the the faces that you see on some of these i mean everyone's got their running face right and no one no one judges for you for your running face because everyone's got one and but they're just some of the funniest things. Yeah, <laughs> and you can see the determination that I think, you know, our coach would always say this to a lot. It's it's the race that people see, but they don't exactly see the weeks and many many hours that you know you put into practice, you put in the miles, you put in you know the wear and tear on your legs and your shoes and really your mental fitness as well. Right, running is much more of a mental game oh, than I think a lot. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I've always said that it's. It's like when you step up to that line, you just got to go into it with the mindset that it's 18 minutes of just straight up pain. Like we're all going through it. You look to your left, that guy's hurting, I'm hurting. Mm -hmm. It's just whoever can take that and use it to their advantage to just drive through and power home. Totally. And I think think a lot of people are starting to apply that to different facets of their life, right? So you, right now you're a senior at Orchard Park – so you're balancing schoolwork, you're balancing, you know, the entire senior year, which is a lot of work in and of itself. Yeah. You're balancing athletics, and then you've also got another little hobby that we just witnessed a little bit earlier. Oh, yes. Right? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, I edit video quite a lot. Uh, I just joined on with QTV this year. Well, you're a filmmaker. Yeah, you're I'm a, a filmmaker. proper filmmaker. I would, I would call it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, at Orchard Park, we've got we've got a pretty nice we got we got a pretty nice club, right? Yeah, we're say? lucky. Yep. We definitely. And you know, there's a competition every year. It's a, basically all of Western New York, right? Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the top videos from the different high schools go, and they, you know, it's basically a it's a it's a film show. It's a film film uh, festival. Film festival. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Yep. It's like a a ranking of the different movies, and they award a winner. Um, Isaac, you had the pleasure of working with some, you know, fantastic other Orchard Park uh, seniors, right? Yes. Can we go David Morris style here and say, like, shout out David Capello. Totally. Shout out Sammy Datt. Shout out Walter McCabe. Shout out Janet Crean. Yep. 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 Shout out the uh, the senior crew right there. Yeah. It, it was just such an awesome crew to work with on this uh, this project. Um, we did a we did a music video based off of. My favorite band, my favorite single, uh, Turning Out by AJR. Um, it's a song about uh, a guy that's confused about his relationship with a girl, whether they're just friends or if 
they were trying to be something more than that. Mm-hmm. A lot of their album, The Click, that came out last year, focuses on kind of like just the everyday struggles that we go through. Um, and it's it was really like unique, like what that band is doing, like just opening up different conversations. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I respect that a lot. Um, this video was just in, amazing, though. Uh, hopefully... Link will be in the description. Yeah, we'll throw the link in the description. And, you know, it's a super unique video as well, right? It showcases a lot of downtown Buffalo. Some really fantastic shots. We got a drone shot in there, right? Yeah, that was illegal. That was in illegal airspace for sure. That's fine. That's fine. Who's going to, yeah. Do it for the shot, right? Exactly. Beg for forgiveness later. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask ask permission. Ask for forgiveness, right? Yep. Um, it was a fantastic video, and we'll definitely link it so everyone else can go see it. Um, it I, music videos, to me, are some of the most difficult kind of projects to work on, mostly because you've got to, you know, make sure that you're conveying the emotion that maybe you also, you know, are thinking when you're listening to the song, the artist is thinking, that, you know, also the audience is thinking, right? Because mm-hmm. it's definitely a, a feel a feel project i don't want to say you know super emotional but you, you definitely have to work off of you know the the ethos pagos and logos of the song try and incorporate that in different ways into the video without you know having too much focus be on the video because you also want the you know some attention to be paid to the song yeah um so a lot of the shots uh very buffalo heavy like you were saying mm-hmm. um we tried to make it so that it was up for interpretation Yep. Uh, for the viewer, but also just, like, stick with the roots of the song. Um, David knocked it out of the park with some of the facial expressions that he made. Yeah. Um, it was a beast at it. It was, it involved just, like, a... I, I took three days off school, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, and... How many today. hours do you think you were you spent? I, I, I clocked out at 32 hours. Wow. Total. Yeah. So That's was, pretty incredible. Yep. And what, what did you use to edit the video? Uh, I used Premiere Pro through Creative Cloud, which okay. uh, the school offers us. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, and we're super lucky, I think. I just, I spoke at Orchard Park. I spoke to the media productions class um, about, you know, how lucky those kids are to have, um, you know, first of all, the, the fantastic teachers and the wealth of knowledge that they have, and also the software that industry professionals are using. Yeah. You know, people are making actual movies with Premiere Pro and um, Final Cut we had a few years ago. And that was software that, you know, they're using out in Hollywood to make feature-length films, and they're using that software to make music videos as well. So that's super cool that you worked on that project and you're headed to the competition. Yeah, that was such an... I I was so surprised. Somebody had a video of uh, uh, Zintech announcing that, and it just zooms in on my face like, come on, are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a total rookie to the club, and so uh, I, I've kind of had an interest in joining the last uh-huh. couple of years. Yep. Uh, I've got a funny story for after this as to why I wasn't allowed to join. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, just, I mean, you saw all the videos. The videos uh, were incredible. It was you had some, insane. You had some great competition. Um, the, the one, the horror movie made by the 10th the grader yep. was just insane to me and i went up to, i voted for that group yeah. I, I said like that was insane what you it did. was really fantastic and uh and th- th- she's a 10th grader yeah like, she's still got two more years you know what? it's such it's such this culture of you know we can consume a whole lot more now right because the internet i'll talk about the internet for days 
Um, we, you know, have access to YouTube, and there's so many great filmmakers on YouTube that are doing innovative, fantastic work, and that's influencing a younger generation to go out and do things that they wouldn't normally either A, be able to, or, you know, B, really be interested in, right? I think a lot of people thought, you know, to be a filmmaker, you had to go to film school and spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on a great education, and then go and make the same, you know, cookie cutter, you know, movies that they've been making for years in Hollywood. And now we're starting to see some competition from the online, you know, presence of video. And that's affecting a lot of movies in Hollywood, right? I think one of the most prominent examples, I think, was Get Out, right? Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah. That was a fantastic movie. Amazing. And it didn't really mold as much as I would have thought to the Hollywood film you know, culture as much as it kind of drew on the online and what they were doing in terms of that aspect. Yeah, um, one movie that uh, I really think is just incredible is Searching. Have you heard of this? I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was shot a hundred percent through the the Mac and yep. through the iPhone. Yep. And it, it's just about like uh, this girl that goes missing mm-hmm. and uh, the father trying to find her and. Um, I've yeah, been meaning to watch that. It's it's basically like a screen capture yeah. of someone's laptop of the it's the man's laptop, right? The father's. Yeah, there was there was a series that did that a few years ago. You remember? Yeah, that? it started online and then I think some people took the idea and yeah. and threw it into a it, yeah. 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 And then, you know, we got Netflix, we got Hulu, we got HBO's got a whole bunch of online stuff now. People I think people kind of forget they were they were first a, a cable channel. Right. Yeah. Um. It's incredible. Uh, Online's video done. Yeah. Going back to your point about uh, film school and dropping all this money on college. So as a senior, I'm looking into all these different options. Yep. Trying to figure out what I want to do with the next sixty years of my life, or however long I got. (laughs) Hopefully longer than sixty. That's like. eh. I'd be a good sixty. You'd make the most of it. Yeah, they'd be like eighty-eight. Yeah, I'll I'll do eighty-eight. Yeah, that's fine. After eighty-eight, I'm clocking out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it would be cool to be like one of those like hundred two year marathoners. That would be pretty cool. We did. We were saying on the podcast a few episodes ago. You know, what if everything on the podcast became true? So, um, let's let's both say hundred five year old marathoners. Yeah, still cranking it out, wearing the Brooks and the Mizunos. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get like too off track because I just broke that off into a different. No, conversation. hit me, hit me. Elon Musk is working on this guy. He comes up in every podcast. Uh, He's working on. He's he's working on putting the human mind into a computer so that we can just be immortal. That's unreal. Like he, but he's also been. He's a big proponent of trying to limit AI. Yeah. And try and you know research what the effects of letting AI kind of learn by itself and machine learning learn by itself could have an impact on humanity, right? Yeah. He's a big, I think his project was open, a, open AI or something like that, and they were trying to, you know, make sure things didn't get too out of control. He, I think he says a lot that, you know, there there's pretty good odds that we're living in a simulation. Yes. That's, yeah, one, I, of his, that's one of his lines. I believe that, yeah. If you think about it, so his his theory, I just, I was going, I was going across this the other day. His theory, if you don't know, and I think Neil deGrasse Tyson talks a lot about, about it too, is, you know, the first ping, the first um, 
video game, right? Or first, you know, field video games, you know, Pong, stuff like that. That was at most, I don't, I don't know the exact time, that was at most 40 years ago, right? Yeah. 40, 50 years ago. Sure. And now, you know, we've got these super ultra realistic, um, you know, games that, you know, Battlefield, Call of Duty, all these different games that are, you know, they're basically indistinguishable sometimes from, like, you know, you can tell minor differences, but it's so realistic, especially with VR. VR, yeah. Like, you put on those goggles. You're gone. Completely gone. No idea where you are. If that happened in 50 years, you know, that's that's it. Like, that, yeah. some other planet that's got some some life forms on it, and they, you know, maybe got a 100-year head start. Where do you think we're going to be in 100 years? Oh, my gosh. You, you know, it's, it's 60, 60, or no, 100 years ago, we, we launched the first plane. Uh, mm-hmm. And then 60 years later, we put a man on the moon. Yep. 60 years from now, like, where are we going to be? That's that, one of Elon Musk's That rate thing. of, you know, improvement and invention and innovation is, it's a little, it's a little scary to think about sometimes. Yeah, it, you know, don't, sure. don't think about it too hard because you're not <laughs> Elon Musk. Yeah. Go write a book if you're interested because, you know, you're really going to, you might lose yourself down the wormhole if you're not writing down your thoughts and trying to keep a logical, you know, representation of what's going on in that curious mind you know what i mean so college college (laughs) you want to talk about college sure (laughs) haven't talked about it enough right oh Um, my goodness it's all no No, you have no idea so you're you're in the middle of the applications process yep and it's it's awful it's oh it's horrible it's horrible it's a whole bunch of you know what have you accomplished in the 18 years that you've been alive and what do you think you're going to accomplish, and what do you think you want to do for the rest of your life? Right, like yeah, exactly. They're locking you in. This as, is yeah, this is it. They, yeah. they they they're saying you're locking in. Obviously, you and I both know, and that's you know trying what I've been trying to convey to my listeners, you know, for the last however many episodes, is that you know you're not locked in. You can yeah, you most, can go out and most do first year things. courses are the same, right? The for the year. most part, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you go to culinary school or even if you go to culinary school you can you know sure you can go to a different school you can transfer people transfer all the time people switch I, there's some crazy statistic people switch their major you know a ton so yeah um so for me like i really enjoy video editing yep but i'm not willing to and i know i've only scratched the surface with what there is to do editing yeah i just am not willing to give up like however much money and debt i'll be to learn how to put this video here and this video here it's yep. just it's so because that's such like a it I, seems like such a simple task yeah right exactly it's almost like it's not worth the money that you're gonna be paying yeah because you especially i'll go i'll go in on the on the online rant again you go on youtube you search up how do i do you know blah 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 how do i cut video together how do i do this you know effect there it is done like for free. Yeah. If you watch an ad for 15 seconds or you pay some exorbitant amount of money to go to school and learn it from someone who's going to take an entire semester to teach you that thing. Right? Yep. I think that's that's a little bit of a threat to the institution. Yeah. What, what I would love to do in college is to get a degree that I'm never going to use, find out like my true potential, yep. in, be it video editing, be it entrepreneurship yeah maybe i invent something really cool that everybody wants and then i just won't need that thing yeah so 
but I'll, I'll have that degree to fall back on just in yep. case. So it's a it's a fail safe, mm-hmm. right? You always got something to fall back on, which is I think I think that's what a lot of people are thinking now about college, um, if you can afford it, right? Yeah. Um, if you can't, don't go into debt. Don't <laughs> like that's a bad that's a bad thing to do is to go a hundred thousand dollars into debt for something that you know may or may not be a fail safe. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't go to a big name school. There's lots of smaller schools that you can get into that you can go to. Yeah. For much, much, much cheaper. My top choice is Buff State, Cortland, UB. Yep. Just I either Buff State or UB. Yep. I'd commute. Yep. I'd be on campus most of the time, come home at nights, mm-hmm. and uh, it would just be minimalistic. But I'm getting an education, and I'm not paying as much as I should be. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo State and University of Buffalo. That's right. Uh, Cortland, uh, my friend. Our friend Ian Wojcik yep, goes yep, there. Yep. I, I've got a great connection with him there. So uh, that would and, just be really fun, I think. And that's totally a thing in colleges, the different connections. That's I think that's why a lot of people are starting to choose the colleges senior year, that they're starting to choose the colleges that they feel they have connections and that they can make more connections in, right? I think a, a large part of college now is the networking aspect, right? Everyone's got LinkedIn. First thing you got to do when you get to college is set up your LinkedIn profile. It's the Facebook of the business world, right? Do you guys use that? Is that like a Oh, thing? we totally use LinkedIn. Really? Cases. Yeah, it's huge. You just start friending everyone, and then, you know, you get the tag that says, you know, 248 connections or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, if you ever need something, the instant message is right there. You shoot off a message to someone, and everyone's on their phones, right? If you If someone doesn't see a text... It's because they were ignoring you or, you know, they were taking a shower. But yeah. even if they were taking a shower, I, like, I, I take my phone in the shower sometimes. If that, I'm that's surprising to me uh, about LinkedIn, not about shower. Well, yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> um, a uh, lot of people. Yeah, the, the only thing I've ever used LinkedIn for is, like, in fourth grade trying to find out my fifth grade teacher's first name or whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Now we got school directories online, right? Yeah. And it's a lot, lot easier to search. LinkedIn, you know. Please upgrade to premium. Please upgrade. Please, please do this. Please do that. And then you know, it's a it's not a fun website. It it's it's actually a little depressing because it's just more work. Mm-hmm. But if you find something you want to do, if you're good at doing it, and you can make some networking, some connections to help you get a little further, get that extra step ahead, right? That's all. That's all you got to do is get one step ahead of the next guy, right? That totally like cross country, right? Like yeah. It doesn't matter if he was, you know, two seconds behind you. You were two seconds ahead of him. And that's, I mean, at the end of the day. Top seven, it. go. That's it. At yeah. the end of the day, top seven, go. Yeah. Totally, um, like, a that was a full circle right there. Yeah. That was well done. That was, that that's was great. really, that I'm shaking was his hand right now. That yeah. Was, that was great. Um, what else we got? What else we got? So you... Got the college, got the the filmmaking, got the running. What else are you doing? So I last year joined on with the Toad Track Club. Yes, let's let's talk about that. Because I feel like I haven't had an outlet to talk about. The I Toad feel Track like I'm Club. 55 years old and I have no idea what's going on. I think the majority of my following is with you on that. Explain, like, like explain, like I'm five. Toad Track Club. Uh, have you heard of the Oregon Project? By Nike? Yes. Yep. So, so it's like... Explain that for someone who the, doesn't know. Yep. The Oregon Project is an elite group of runners, uh, gold medalists, uh, 
for example, Matt Centrowitz, mm-hmm. uh, 1500 gold medalist in Rio. Um, uh, just so many, like the, the top, the best, the, of the, the best. top of the 1% of the, running professionals in the world right like just incredible athletes so the toad track club's everyone else no (laughs) 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 no uh but the toad track club is this track usually track clubs are this like exclusive only if you're this fast if you're this good yeah it's really just this awesome community of people um just connections it's like networking uh it's it's just a way for me to like just reach out to someone Mm -hmm. and say hey uh we got a like-minded interest and just make connections. Totally within the running atmosphere. Yeah. Within that, you know, that little group of the population across the world, right? Are there, is there any international or not yet? That's a good question. I think we got some Canadian followers. Okay. All right. If that's international. That's international. Sure. Right. Um, it's based in Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, Billy Shavaco. He worked for Mile Split as a, as an anchor on his own, uh, talk show. Mm-hmm. Um, he got fired from Mile Split. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. He he was doing amazing things for them. That'd be cool. That'd be a cool interview. That'd be yeah. Why'd you get fired from Mile Split? I'm actually. What meeting... could you possibly do wrong at Mile Split? Yeah. Mess I've... up a time. Maybe. But he wasn't even in charge of that. No, he was just in charge of interviewing athletes. Maybe so. he missed an interview. All Maybe. right, go on. Sure. Uh, so Billy uh, and I linked up uh, through Instagram mm-hmm. like, about a year ago, and. Um, I was at a pretty rough point in my life, yep. and um, I just remember, like, D- he, he put on a story, like, hey, who needs a prayer? Mm-hmm. And I said, Billy, I could use some help. And we, he, it was like two in the morning, and wow. we were both on the East Coast, and he just dropped everything that he was doing on his line, and just was like, dude, you just gotta keep your head up. Wow. And so, I've just been embracing that spirit of uh, the toad life, T-O-A-D-L-Y-F-E, um, and just trying to spread the love to others, uh, recognizing people for just the small little victories in life. and That is so cool. So that's that's what the toad life is. And you got the hat on. We'll send a picture out. People can see it before they're pulling out of the driveway, So hopefully. Yeah, the, the toad hat. This this guy's been for quite the ride. Yeah, explain explain the hat. Explain the logo. Yeah, um, the, the hat. I brought it to summer camp. I went to Lake Saranac this okay. past summer with Young Life. And um, Young Life is a Christian youth organization, mm-hmm. and so we have fun with that. Uh, it was at Lake Saranac, central New York, um, and one of the activities that they offered was water skiing. And so wow. uh, you didn't have to wear a helmet, so I just had the hat on. You didn't have to wear a helmet? No. It was great. That's that's unlike, you know, some, some that, summer camps, It's probably camps, illegal. Right? That, yeah. yeah, I would... I would beg to say that that was probably not a smart decision. I'll just cut that out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's not going to cut that out. No. <laughs> um, so I just remember, we, we, me and David Capello, every morning at like 6 in the morning, we'd be the first ones out on the dock, ready to go, and I'd wear the hat in every single run, and I'd crash, and the hat would stay on. It was like a miracle. And uh, I just remember, like on my ninth run of the day, uh, there was a new boat driver who says, are you sure you want to keep the hat on? It's like, yeah, it's fine. And then they count you down to get ready to go. She goes, three, two. And on two, the back strap just goes and <laughs> just rips off my head. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was just in shock. The hat was gone. The lake is like three miles wide. Yeah, it's a big lake. Um, 
spoiler alert, the hat is on my head right now. Uh, this is, this has a happy ending. Um, two days go by, and I'm just like crushed, man, because this yeah. hat means so much to me. Yeah. He sent it out to me after that little like discussion that we had, uh, just as a little like memento. So this this hat has a lot of meaning to me, besides just being an awesome hat. Um, so the hat was gone, and the the direction of the lake flow was going opposite way from the campsite. Mm-hmm. Two days later, and my favorite boat driver, Chris from St- shout out Chris from Stony Brook, uh, comes into the dining hall, and he's holding my hat up, and I just Whoa. give him the. It was there's literally a hundred foot stretch of beach that it could have washed up on, yeah. and they found it three day, two days later, uh, resting on the beach. Were they looking for it, or did they just it happen just, to come across it? It was just there. It was just by chance or by whatever other, you know, force or... In the simulation. Yeah. yeah just The aliens were like, you know what? Let's give him his hat back. Isaac Johnson, <laughs> just give him the hat. You know what? It's just a hat. We, we don't even like it anyways. <laughs> Throw it back. And now you're wearing your hat. You're wearing it proud. Yep. And, I mean, that's it. It's, the it's such ending. a great story. Like, yeah, that's really fantastic. So, if someone wanted to get involved in the Toad Life, the club, the fantastic community that it sounds like, you know, you and Billy are, are building, how how would they go about? Um, it, it's really just as simple as giving us a follow on Instagram mm-hmm. at Toad Track Club. Uh, we post a lot of cool pictures and stuff of people repping the merch. Uh, and you can get the merch right on right on the Instagram, right? You got yep. a link or something. There's a link in the in the bio. Of yep. The, and uh, we do merch drops every every couple months. I just got a really cool uh, Toad Christmas sweater. Whoa! I'm wearing it tomorrow for ugly ugly sweater day. That's awesome. It says Missile Toad, and he's sweet. He's wearing a Christmas Santa hat, and like uh, I'm stoked. It was it was amazing. That's really cool. Um, other other stuff we got like track jerseys that were coming out with uh-huh. and uh so i wear those for independent races and yeah uh just give us a follow it's just as simple as that and just live live the toad life yeah lead by example is the best way to get involved that's super awesome well i so now i wish like that i was you know back in the high school running scene and i could or i could still join right but you know there's such a sense of community on especially running teams and i didn't i never played football i never played you know, lacrosse or something or cheerleading. I know cheerleading is a, a tight knit community, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. dance. Everyone, everyone, everyone's got their little little community, right? And yeah. they're all bonding together. And it these, I think, sports are such an integral part of growing up, right? Wouldn't you say? And then when you when you kind of graduate, when you when you realize maybe your time is done in the high school setting, right? Those are those are friends that you've made throughout your entire life. Mm-hmm that you have gone through thick and thin with, right? You know, they've seen you at some of your worst and your best, yep. and you've seen them at the exact same places. There's just a mutual respect there. At the beginning yep. of the race, at the end of the race, at the beginning of the game, at the end of the game, at the beginning of, you know, the dance competition, at the end of the dance competition. And, you know, you, in the end, you're all you're all standing there, you know, together, right? At their banquet, at, you know, whatever, at the championships and you you kind of realize you know after your last race after your last game after your last whatever you know that it's um you know it's it's been such a life-changing experience right that sports have had such an impact 
on, you know, you and your development and how, you know, you're going to treat others. And, you know, again, your your mental capacity and fitness and just just everything about that. And, you know, your it totally changes your drive, right? Especially for me, right? Running, um, you know, was a sense of not only accomplishment at the end of the race, but the destination and the, the entire trip of getting to that final point. And it all culminates in, you know, your last race, in your last game, your last match, whatever. And, you know, it's just, it's exciting, to say the least. But yeah. it's, it's a little sad, a little yeah. bittersweet. But you're going on bigger and better things. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, definitely hit the nail on the head there. Uh, after my ECIC's uh, qualification for sectionals, that sectionals race, I kind of just took it all in. Mm-hmm. Like I just kind of knew, like this is it. Like, yeah, this is seven years of my life, and it's on to the next one. Yep. Um, I've made so many cool friends. You're you're so right. It's just such like a tight knit community. Yeah. Especially amongst runners, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um. I've got so many. I've I have more friends in my grade from other schools than yeah my own school. Yeah, I have so many connections with. Uh, we were enemies with the Clarence team when you were on the yep. team. All the Clarence guys are really cool people. <laughs> uh, shout out Drew Bigner. Shout out Grayson. Uh, <laughs> just uh, it's about starting a conversation, and these people are just they're going through the same stuff that we are. Yep. And uh, I just found like a brotherhood amongst the guys in section six and the West girls. Yeah. They, yeah. Again, just it's, it's, it's a fantastic experience. And, you know, I, if you're, if you're debating, you know, maybe it's your junior year, maybe it's your sophomore or even your senior year, or your freshman year, right. You know, across the board, across the board. If you're in modified, you're in, you know, middle school thinking about joining the team, you know, am I going to make it? Am I, you know, going to fit in? It doesn't matter, right? Like, eventually, these are going to be, you know, your brothers and sisters, and, you know, it's it's going to be worth it 100%. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fantastic experience that, you know, I would not would not redo it, would not change a thing. You know, I'd, I'd redo it so I could go back and just do the exact same thing. Yeah. But that's, of course. There's so many lessons to be learned in running. Like, just... Unbelievable lessons. Yeah. All right. And with that... Let's uh, let's call it an episode. Mr. Isaac Johnson, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. We'll undoubtedly have you back. Let's go. When you, you know, maybe maybe down the road when you've had your first, well, your first day at college. Yeah. And we'll, we'll give you, we'll, we'll have your own episode and we'll see how your first college day went. How about that? Can't wait. Yeah? Let's do it. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Thomas Show. My name is Thomas McBride. I'm Isaac Johnson. And that's all we got. Peace. Peace.